let's go to the Health Hub Times Square in Balancolic where we're joined by Annalise Dressel. Good afternoon to you, Annalise. Good afternoon. Uh, and you are very welcome. Lots of questions as always in for you. And I'm going to put two together because they're similar questions. Dennis was on uh, to say his son is suffering from ulcerated colitis. He also has IBS. Looking for any remedy or any particular diet that could help. And then Lisa was on to say, could you ask Annalise, please, has she any cure for IBS? The doctor gave me tablets, but to be honest, they're useless. I get terrible pains and terrible cramps. So talk to us about IBS and ulcerated colitis. Okay, so the main difference between the two, Patricia, is that ulcerative colitis is actually an autoimmune disorder where the immune system has started attacking the cells in the colon and has created ulceration and ulcers. So with ulcerative colitis, you're getting the same symptoms often as irritable bowel, but when you work on it from a natural perspective, you also have to work on the immune system to try and rebalance the immune system. So the question about is there a particular diet that can help, this would go for both ulcerative colitis and IBS. There's a number of different diets that may help. The first one I suppose to talk about is one that would be often recommended medically, which is called the FODMAP diet. And that diet means you remove um, a group of foods that have a lot of a particular kind of fiber in there called a fructooglyosaccharide that can provide, I suppose, um, food for bacteria in the gut and they ferment it and it creates a lot of problems. And a lot of people who would have bloating, pain, cramping, diarrhea, constipation, they find that that will clear up when you do the FODMAP diet. So it can help manage symptoms very well. My issue with the FODMAP diet is that you're, what you're really doing is you're just depriving bacteria that are causing a problem of food. You're not actually correcting the issue at all. So it's, it's restrictive. And as soon as you go back to normal diet, all your symptoms will come back. So you're not really getting to the root of the problem. I'd always recommend if people suffer long term from any kind of bowel um, symptoms or disease that you get a food intolerance test done. Because often it's simple foods that you're eating that the immune system is confused about. And myself, for years, Patricia, I was gluten-free and trying to manage IBS. And when I finally spent the money on the test, um, it was actually eggs were my main problem. And as soon as I cut the eggs out and the dairy out, everything improved and it wasn't really gluten at all. So I think that is worth investing in. Um, Try and figure out what foods are causing your symptoms and certainly with your um, with any autoimmune disorder they can actually stimulate the immune system and make it hypersensitive so that would be diet what I'd cover diet wise and then I suppose supplements that you can take for ulcerative colitis I think it's a lot more complicated because you need something that will help heal the gut you need to get the good bacteria in there if there's any yeast or negative bacteria you have to try and get rid of those which can be very difficult because if you're using herbs on a gut that's ulcerated, it can be quite painful. So I'd nearly recommend with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's that you go and see a nutritional therapist and work together with them. But for other IBS symptoms, if it's IBS diarrhea, you can use something like um, Lepicol. It's spelled L-E-P-I-C-O-L. And that will help manage your diarrhea a little bit better so you won't have as many movements. But it's perfectly natural and safe. It won't constipate you or cause any other problems. And I'd always recommend taking a probiotic. So Alflorex is one that's been designed here in UCC in Cork, and some people have fantastic results with that. Uh, it's a probiotic, but it's a particular strain. 
I think they isolated it from a baby's gut and it seems to help um I suppose really it helps rebalance the the immune function and the um the bacterial population within the gut. So that can provide a lot of relief. It's called Alflorex, A L F L O R E X. Um so they would be the, the most basic ones. Okay. And then you might be looking at a digestive enzyme, something like L-glutamine, which is very good for gut healing. Bone broth is wonderful for gut healing. And um, the collagen that you get from boiling up a chicken carcass um, is great for the gut. Um, so keep your bones of your roast and your chickens and uh, make a nice soup out of the broth. And that's a great way as well to heal the gut with food. Okay, hi, uh, this is, there's no name of this. Hi, question for Annalise, please. Could, can Annalise recommend a good tonic for my seven-year-old daughter who's been very sick, first with a virus for weeks that led to a bacterial sinus infection. She was in hospital for a few days with that and uh, on a 10 days of antibiotic. Then she got a very bad bout of chicken pox after finishing the meds. Now, she's just over them now. I have her on a probiotic and a multivitamin but she's a very poor eater always has been is there anything in particular to help boost appetite and energy she's very active and she Irish dances two to three nights a week oh, oh bless she's, and she's only seven yeah poor little thing well I think taking a multi if her appetite is, is poor long term and if she's a picky eater I would definitely stay on a good multivitamin and the, um, one of the ones that I always get excellent feedback on here in the shop is the Nature's Plus Animal Parade Um, gummies um, and tablets and people would say that if they give them to their kids lots of my customers say that their kids hardly got sick at all this winter by taking them so that can be a really good choice for a multi and I think for lots of kids if your appetite is poor um, something like that just means you're ticking all the boxes and they're getting all the vitamins and minerals they need they may not need them all but at least you know that it's going into their little bodies And then for this particular girl, um, what I'd recommend actually is a tonic for her immune system. And the one of the best tonics is actually comes from mushrooms. Mushrooms have been used, Patricia, in um, Chinese medicine for the last 3000 years. Mm -hmm. They're very, very powerful at stimulating a normal functioning immune system. And they have there's one company that do a particular one for children. It's called Dr. Ray. Um, so it's Dr. D-R and then Ray, R-E-I. And that, it tastes great, so kids will take it. And it's absolutely fantastic for boosting a very low immune system. So I think maybe she, if she did that tonic for a couple of months just to get her up and fighting again, and hopefully over the course of the summer anyway, you know, things will improve. There's not as many bugs around and she won't be in school. OK, Martin in uh, Mitchellstown wonders, can you still get Mercurico? The red stuff that used to be fantastic for yeah. cuts and quarts. No. And feet. Is it gone? It's long Is time. It? And thank God Just it's to gone. leave to such a that. stain. Well, it, I remember it well yeah. on our legs and it was like a badge of honour yeah. in the mercurochrome from oh. the cuts. But mercury is highly toxic to the nervous system and can cause many, many types of mental disorders. Oh, well. So thank God they stopped putting it on children's okay. legs. Uh, yeah. Sheila in is in her early 40s uh, looking for advice about the best supplement. She used to take krill oil but she finds it too expensive. Okay, so that's um, so she's looking for kind of an alternative to taking the omega-3s in supplement form and that's why you would take a krill oil is because you want the omega-3 fats. So she can get them in foods instead. Obviously, the best way is to get it from the fish themselves. Um, So it's the oily fish that you'd want to be eating. And that is things like salmon, 
mackerel, herring, sardines, um, the tuna fish. But unfortunately, I think it has to be not the fresh tuna. I think when you get it in the tin, they've squeezed out most of the um, the oil anyway, isn't in it? So it wouldn't be a great source. Um, but tinned salmon would be fine. And the mackerel fillets that you can buy in Aldi and um, and other supermarkets, they're, they're very delicious and very tasty. So try and include oily fish in your diet at least three times a week. Now, a lot of people are worried about the mercury because most of oily fish have been, most of our fish have been poisoned with mercury, but the fatty fish do tend to um, concentrate and store it. And a lot of people don't like the taste of oily fish. So then your alternative is um, to take flax seeds or walnuts or pumpkin seeds or chia seeds. They are all natural vegetarian sources of the omega-3 fats. Now, they're not the active form, so we have to do a bit of work to convert them in the body. But if you take them in enough amounts, I think for most people, they'll do the job. But the one thing I will say, and there was a lady actually left a message on the machine of the shop this morning wondering how to grind flaxseed. If you don't grind it, you're not going to get the omega-3s out of it. And the same goes for chia seeds. We just can't break down that tough outer shell. So you'll have to grind it. And the only way you can do the grinding is either with a mortar and pestle or if you have one of those kind of coffee grinder machines. So the and you, they're is, a bit more expensive, but you can buy them ground exactly, as well. Exactly, I yeah. can buy them ground. Yeah. Buy them ground because um, it's just... Way easy. better. Yeah. Way, way better. Okay, what else is... Oh, the, you mentioned the food intolerance test. Sheila says, uh, where, do you get the, where do you get food intolerance tests so, done? Well, I actually do them in the shop here. I, some pharmacies do do them, Patricia, and you can get them done online. The ones that I recommend are the blood tests. You can send away hair samples, and I know that the Living Social type websites, they often do a free food intolerance test for 19 euros. You cannot tell if somebody's intolerant to a food by a hair sample. Yeah, it has to be a blood test. Um, And there is a lot of machines out there that do the Vega testing, which is more of a kind of a kinesiology way. And I do think that for people who've been highly trained with those, they can be relatively accurate but it's hard to find somebody who's very well qualified. So I think the best thing to do is get the blood test done. I know that the company that do them are Fitzwilliam um, in Ireland, and there's another company, I think the York test was another company as well, that um, I think that could be Fitzwilliam. But there's a few different companies, but um, you know you can get the kit at home and just take a blood sample and send it off. Or you can pop into your local health shop, would often do it as well. Okay. A question, please, for Annalise. What would Annalise recommend to give somebody coming up to their junior certificate exams, first of the state exams? Okay, so there'd be a couple of things, I suppose, that we could cover there, Patricia. The first thing is, is you don't want them to get sick. So I think giving them a good multi for their immune system. Um, and plus as well, they're studying a lot of the time. Their eating could be maybe a bit disordered. They'll probably need more of the certain vitamins like the B vitamins anyway for um, nervous system function. So a good quality multi is just going to kind of tick the boxes just in case. The other thing that's great for kind of um, improving retention and focus are the fish oils. So generally, I'd say you probably need to be on those for at least a couple of months really before you'll notice any major benefit. Uh, but they're always a great one. I think definitely for retention, they make a big difference for, for exam students. And then for nervous students, there's a great a supplement called Balance for Nerves. And that's a combination of herbs that are very good to kind of help relax the sort of jittery feeling and improve the focus. So they're not going to relax you and make you sleepy. They relax you and make you, you know, um, more calm and focused. So that's the higher nature Balance for Nerves. L-theanine is a great one as well that kicks in in about 10 or 15 minutes. 
So it's a good one if to take if you're sitting down to study and you want to, you're getting a bit panicky, but you want to really be able to kind of just sit down and plow through a load of information. It improves, again, focus and helps calm and it kicks in very quickly. So just plain L-theanine and lemon balm on their own. Viridian do a lovely brand. That's a great one. Hi, Annalise from Mary. I'm suffering from sinuses and my ears are blocked with dampness in them. It's a right nuisance. Any suggestions, please? Yeah, so it sounds like the whole, you know, sinus and nasal cavity way is backed up with mucus back into the ear canals because they're all um, connected. So really what you kind of want to do is clear out that mucus. Now, I'm a great believer in doing the steam inhalation and even putting in some drops like the oregano oil or um, tea tree oil if you have it at home. And even the steam does seem to kind of help soften out and loosen out that mucus. But you could also take um, herbs that would dry up mucus and they would be typically things like bayberry, um, uh, Jamaican dogwood. Ivy and thyme is a really common one. You'll get that in any health shop. The Dr. Delish Clare has a combination of about five or six different decongestant herbs that help dry up mucus. And always, if you can dry up the mucus, there's nothing there to pool and become infected. So it's a crucial step in treating anything sinusy or anything to do with the Yeah, because Phil's saying a cure for guitar, please. That would be the same thing. Yeah. That would Actually, be. Plantago as well, Patricia, is another fantastic one. Um, so any of those, any health shop will definitely have Plantago, Ivy and Thyme. You'll get those anywhere. And if you can get your hands on the Dr. Delish Clare, it's the decongestant blend. Anne wants to know, is barley water good for the kidneys? They say that it is, I think, because it can alkalise, you know, if you've got any bit of stinging, it can help alkalise the urine. But there is a lot of sugar in it, so it's not something I'd be drinking if I had a kidney infection. I think you're better off with just, um, you know, something like a cranberry juice unsweetened with no sugar in it, because sugar, unfortunately, will often feed bad bacteria. Okay, and hi, Annalise. I take apple cider vinegar, a multi-B vitamin, cod liver oil, and I add turmeric to my dinner. Um, I'm wondering, are all of these okay to be taken on a daily basis? Thanking you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're covering an awful lot of bases there with all of those. Um, You know, Patricia, I'm kind of not, I don't, people will often say to me, so what do you take? (laughs) You must take loads. I really only take things as I need them. Okay. I sometimes think that, you know, like it can just be very expensive urine, you know, because you don't actually need all of those things. So I think it's always good to give everything a break for a little while. Um, the turmeric is a fantastic natural anti-inflammatory and the fish oil is brilliant for the brain. And, it's, you know, people swear by it as well for joints. It is great for heart health. So that's a lovely one. You may not need it every day. Maybe taking it every second day would help you cut down on your expenses. A multivitamin, if your diet is good, is probably maybe not necessary. So again, that could be something you take um, every second day. The B vitamins are really good for nervous system function. And a lot of people will notice if they don't take their B complex, they'll feel tired. So if you are one of those people that feels tired when you don't take it, then for some reason you do actually need more than you get from your diet. Because you'll hear of some people who take, say, a multivitamin tablet and they'll take it all year round. And I'm always quoting you on this. You don't need to be taking it for 365 days of the year. I don't think so. Now, there's always going to be someone who will. But I really think that it's more you're, you're just ticking the boxes. To be honest, of all of the supplements, I very rarely take a multivitamin the one thing I might take every now and then would be the source of life gold, which is a tonic. Um, and I would take it maybe two or three times a year when I feel my energies are low. Yeah. But I actually very rarely take a, a multivitamin because the body's quite clever. And even with a diet that isn't perfectly clean and nutritious, your body will get 
a lot of what it needs. Now, if you're under a lot of stress or if you've got something on where your eating is disordered, that's a good time to make take a multi because that way you're just ensuring that you're giving the body everything it might need. And someone whose son is taking the protein shakes because he's into the bodybuilding, what's... Do you, do you worry about people taking protein shakes? I do, young people especially, but unfortunately, Patricia, it's kind of like saying to somebody, you know, you can't let kids at social media. It's something that they all do and they'll think you're crazy if you say that you shouldn't do it. I don't think they should take the shakes on the days that they're not training because um, the protein is not going to be used for muscle building on those days. Um, I do think that it is hard to get muscle definition without taking the protein shakes. I'm sure all the young lads want that. So um, I think that, I think you have to have a sensible approach and allow young lads to take a reasonably good quality protein supplement on the days only that they train and not on the other days. And leave it at that. All right. Uh, Thank you for that, Annalise. Bank holiday Monday. So we won't talk next week. We'll talk in two weeks' time. Bye-bye. That's Annalise Drissel of the Health Hub Times Square in Balancholic. Some people on IBS, on the FODMAP um, diet. Angela says, hi, um, I went to a dietitian and I went on that FODMAP diet. I found out my triggers were gluten, dark green cabbage and avocados. The diet cured my IBS. I've had no problem since. When you reintroduce the potential triggers, you usually are not tolerant to all of the initial restricted foods. So it isn't that restrictive. It was wonderful for me. It was life changing. Thanking you. That's from Angela and somebody else for IBS says, Glen Ellen, natural live yogurt, half a big pot every morning plus BioCult one or two per day find that very good thank you for some of your recommendations that's where I leave you for today thanks to John Paul McNamara for producing Nick Richards is with you for the afternoon talk to you tomorrow at 10 Cork Today on C103 with Walker Hearing Clinic in the Consultants Private Clinic at CUH hearing experts for both adults and children see walkerhearingclinic.ie